Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio Network. My name is Tom Tutal Cunningham, and I'm a motivational speaker helping people to live positively with the challenges of life. I've had rheumatoid arthritis from my jaw to my toes since the age of five. That's 45 years now, and in that time I've had four hips, four knees, and two shoulders replaced, which makes me sound like a spider, and I've been hospitalized about 40 times. I also stand about five foot one, hence the nickname Tutal, and that's because of the heavy daily doses of the steroid prednisone that I took to fight my arthritis. Despite those physical challenges, I always answer amazing when asked how I'm doing, and you can find out more about me at my website, Tom, the number two, and tall.com. My guest today is the amazing and fascinating Sally Hogshead. This is so very cool because she hasn't even launched her new book yet. Sally believes the greatest value, value you can add is to become more of yourself. World-class branding expert Hogshead has discovered a new way to measure how people perceive your communication. Find out what makes you intensely valuable to others so the world will see you at your best. She is the creator of the Fascination Advantage, uh, the world's first personality test that measures what makes someone most engaging to others. Unlike Myers-Briggs or Finders, this is not about how you see the world, but how the world sees you. And her newest book, How the World Sees You, Discover Your Highest Value Through the Science of Fascination, applies the principle of fascination triggers to understanding personal brands. Readers will find out which personality traits are most valuable to others so that the world will see them at their best, and they will know exactly how to describe their highest value. Welcome to the show today, Sally. Hey, Tom. I'm so happy to be here with you today. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I am very excited. I am a huge fan of your first book. I took the fascination advantage, and I refer to it regularly. So now tell us about your new book, How the World Sees You, Discover Your Highest Value Through the Science of Fascination. Ah, great, yes. Well, when we, when we think about ourselves, when we think about our own communication, we tend to think of it through the lens of how you see the world. You know, you, you look out at the world, you, you see out, you see the people around you, and most personality tests measure that. They measure how you see the world. I took a different approach. I took my background in branding, working with brands like Target, Nike, Mini Cooper, and I measured how the world sees you by taking the traditional personality assessment and flipping it around 180 degrees and looking at it from the opposite perspective. And when you understand how the world sees you, then you can see which parts of your personality are most valuable to other people. In the same way that a brand would create a television commercial or, or create customer service based on what customers value, you can measure how your customers value you or how your employees, your team, your community, your family, what they value in you so that you can provide more of that. I love that. And uh, obviously most people know how they see the world. I've taken a lot of those behavior assessment uh, tests and and it tells you a lot of what you already know. But most people have no idea how does the world see them. They know how they see the world. And so what got you into this concept of fascination? Because no one I know has ever grown up and told their parents, 
I want to study fascination. <laughs> uh, it's never been at the top, like firefighter or yeah, uh, yeah. policeman. Oh, that's uh, funny. Um, and, and I didn't grow up saying I want to study fascination, but here's the thing. All of us know that feeling of delivering a presentation or holding a meeting, and the person we're talking to is distracted. They're looking at their iPhone, or they're thinking about their next meeting. Their eyes are wandering. Their feet are tapping. And it's a terrible feeling. When you can communicate with somebody in a way that grips their attention, then you're far more likely to build a connection with them. And, and you know that feeling when you're talking with somebody and they're totally focused on you. You know, you're, you're having lunch with a friend and the conversation is just naturally flowing. It feels effortless. You're funnier than usual. You're more confident than usual. The, the, the words just naturally seem to fall into place. Well, imagine if you could feel that way every time you communicate. If you're leading a meeting or you're doing an interview, you're going in to, to rally the troops at work or having a difficult conversation with your spouse, imagine if you knew the best of how the world sees you, the best of how that person sitting on the other side of the table sees you, so that you didn't have to make it up as you go along. You could just be totally authentic. And what we found is by looking at things through this lens of how other people see you at your best, that you're far more likely to earn their attention, to, to earn the sale, to earn their trust, earn their respect, and, and build a connection authentically without having to work so hard. Ooh, that is really fun because as an introvert sometimes, and I imagine a lot of introverts are like that, sometimes they are always trying to think of how can I be best in this situation. I'm not natural. I'm an introvert. And so when you're doing what comes naturally and what other per people perceive as uh, who you are, life is so much easier. And it can also help you eliminate some of the things in life that you're not good at by just focusing on what you're good at and knowing what you're, how the world doesn't perceive you. Uh, now, Sally, I'm pretty lucky here. I'm one of the first people to interview you. This book isn't even launched until July. And yeah. so people who listen to this interview have an advantage because <clears throat> they're going to get a lot more things than just the book, right? That's right. We're doing a, a, a pre-order program that if you pre-order the book now, you can, you can get three cool bonuses. So not only would you uh, not only do you get the book, but you also get these three bonuses that tell you, first of all, how do you read other people? In other words, you go into a room full of people. How can you read what their personality is and how you should communicate with them? Another bonus describes your danger zone, those parts of your personality that can create a negative impression so you can understand how to avoid them, how to be aware of them. And you can get these bonuses by going to my website, howtheworldseesyou.com. It's the title of the book, HowTheWorldSeesYou.com. And there on the website, you can pre-order the book, and you get your bonuses immediately. You can download them right away and, uh, and, and get ready for your hard copy to arrive in just a couple of weeks. Nice. And uh, uh, also, I highly suggest people take that Fascination Advantage report. And one thing I can tell when I took it, I was surprised at how inexpensive it is. It is, you know, it is inexpensive, but it becomes even more inexpensive when we give it away as a gift for free. <laughs> and so, Tom, we had we identified you as somebody who has a great loyal following, and we want to spread the word to your audience, to the people who are listening today. So, so if you're listening in on this podcast, you have the opportunity to be able to do this for free, to do an assessment that's normally $37, the Fascination Advantage, which describes what is your highest value. When people see you, what do they see at your best? And you can take that assessment by going to this website, 
howtofascinate.com slash you, Y-O-U. And then, Tom, you have a secret code that you get to share with your folks. What is your secret code? Hmm. Uh, how about just the word too tall? T-O-O-T-A-L-L. Well, hold on, hold on. I actually, there, there actually is a real code. So let's come back to that in just a minute. I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna check in with my super stealth team back, uh, back at the ranch. Nice. In the meantime, why don't you go on to your next question, and we'll just come back to that. Yeah. Now, why should we care about how the world sees us? Why is that important? Because most people solely focus on how they see the world, but why is it important in this busy, distracted, commoditized uh, world for us to care about how people see us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, e- it's easy to think, well, why do I need to care about how the world sees me? It, it, it feels a little bit uncomfortable at first, especially for introverts. It can feel, um, it feels awkward, maybe even a little bit vain. The reality is, though, that as things become more distracted, and more commoditized as the marketplace becomes more competitive, we have to understand how can we immediately impress and influence the person that we're talking to? How can we take those first seconds of an interaction and instantly add value so that instead of just taking up space and, uh, and having, having a, a conversation that doesn't lead to anywhere, we can immediately see how we can contribute to them and support them and build a real relationship, have a, have a meaningful conversation. And that's uh, that's so important. Uh, and uh, let's talk about one of I am a change agent. I'm just like your husband, Ed. And so tell us when we know some of these primary advantages that our personality has, how mm-hmm. it can be a, a great Every personality. Benefit. Yes. Sorry, I didn't mean to step on you there. Um, well, every personality has a primary advantage. And your primary right. advantage is the way in which you are most likely to communicate persuasively and to impress the person that you're talking to. Your primary advantage is power. Power is authoritative. It's influential. It's decisive. And if we look at your work and we look at your career, Tom, you have a very clear point of view. You know how to get people to take action. You've done this not only in your community work, also in your um, in, in your in your fundraising You've done it as part of um, your role as a, as a manager. Um, but uh, people naturally respect you as a leader. But you're not just a leader. You're also a creative thinker. And when you can see things creatively, when you can, uh, when you can see different possibilities, it gives, you the po- it gives you the advantage in situations in which somebody wants a, a leader who naturally has strong ideas but also has an innovative point of view. That's power plus innovation. So your result when you took the fascination advantage assessment was the change agent. Yes, exactly. And let me tell you how it's really turned my life around, Sally, is that uh, A, I'm an introvert, and B, there could be some self-esteem challenges there. And numerous speakers that I know, good, great, well-known speakers, have told me, start talking about your story and yourself and your life as opposed to Napoleon Hill. Napoleon Hill's great and his book, Think and Grow Rich, is world-renowned, but people start telling me, Tom, people are fascinated by you. And I kept thinking, what are they talking about? Then when I read your book, it brought out the inner, uh, well, the introvert decided to, yeah, share my story with the world rather than always Mm. talking about someone else's success principles and share it 
uh, in a way that impacts people. And so it really can help people. As you said, some people might think, well, it's kind of vain to worry about how the world sees you. What should you care about how the world sees you? Uh, but it really can open and bloom your life to share your story and your purpose for helping other people. What, what a wonderful point. I appreciate you telling me that story, Tom, and I'll, and, and, and I'll add to that. For any of us who believe that we have a message worth sharing, a message about keeping our kids off drugs, a message about being involved in our community, maybe a faith-based organization, or even getting our employees to feel more engaged and productive for our customers, if, if, if we believe that we have a message worth sharing, then we have a duty to make sure we're sharing it in the best possible way. And you can't know if you're effectively sharing a message if you don't look at how the world sees you. You might think that your message is communicating in a beautiful way, but if nobody's listening, <laughs> it's not working. You might think that, um, that you're telling a joke that's incredibly funny, but if nobody's laughing, then in the, eyes of, in the eyes of the people you're talking to, it's not funny. It's important for you to understand what kind of response you're creating from people in order for you to have more effective communication. And if we look at branding, branding gives us great lessons on this. If I'm, an, if I'm a brand, if I take a look at one of my previous clients, and I and I and say a brand spends a million dollars on a big television commercial, and it really needs to be able to move the needle. It needs to be able to get results. But they run the commercial, and after that huge investment, they don't get any response. Well, the message was not effective. The message failed. And in some cases, the message could even damage the brand because if I've confused my customer or if I've told them something that's exactly not what they want from me and from my company, then um, I've hurt my chances of interacting with them in the future. In the same way, if we're just pumping out messages, sending emails to prospective clients or cold calling people without really understanding how that person perceives us, then we could be damaging our own personal brand. I love it. And so let's remind people that HowTheWorldSeesYou.com is the place to go. And one of my favorite mentors, W. Clement Stone, had a great saying, Do it now! So go to HowTheWorldSeesYou.com because in the pre-launch of a book, in an opportunity like this, you get hundreds of dollars of extra value on top of just the price of the book and on top of just getting the book. So HowTheWorldSeesYou.com, do it today You'll get tons and tons of value over and above just the book. So let's make sure people go to that website today. And give us a quick rundown, maybe, Sally, on the different fascination advantages. How do you pronounce that word? Archetypes? An archetype, right, right. And and the anthems, because the anthems are so important as well. Yeah, thank you. Uh, When we we think of a brand like, um, um, say, Nike, Tom, what is Nike's tagline? Uh, just do it. Just do it. Right. Exactly. Now, all of us know Nike's tagline, and when we think of Nike's tagline, we have very positive associations with the Nike brand, and people wear that tagline on T-shirts and, and bumper stickers. It becomes a rallying cry. In the same way, your personality can have a tagline. The, the, once you understand the tagline for your personality, you can always have the right words to communicate effortlessly. My tagline is that at my highest value, I deliver fascinating communication. That means I'm going to be most valuable to the person that I'm talking to when I help them become more fascinating. So I can know that if there's a situation in which I'm not going to be able to contribute to my listener in that way, I am unlikely to add value to them. If somebody asks me to do spreadsheets, (laughs) fill out an Excel doc, it's not that I can't do it. I'm just not likely to add value in that particular way. So in the same way, 
you as the change agent are going to succeed brilliantly and naturally and authentically in situations in which you can be powerful and innovative because that's your primary and secondary advantage. When you take the fascination advantage assessment, you find out what your primary and second advantages are, and that allows you to use that as a, as a go-to path every single time you communicate. Which is uh, so important, and it can be, uh, well, at least when I first read mine, power was never a word that I would have used with myself and my personality, and so it can be quite a revelation when you find out what your advantages are. And talk about, so there's seven advantages, and I guess if you combine the seven, there's 49 archetypes, and then out of those archetypes you can develop two, three, four, five-word taglines that really describe what you can do best to help other people. So go through and explain a little bit more because it really is cool when you take those seven different advantages and then, as, you, as I say, I think you multiply them by seven because there's two in each one, and so there's 49 in total, isn't there? That's right. That's right. And for those of people who are listening, we have, we have kept them in suspense about what your code is, so I want to come back and, and yeah. give that code. If, uh, you can take the Fascination Advantage Assessment for free today for a limited amount of time as a gift from Tom. And the code to, to, um, to take the assessment, go to howtofascinate.com slash you. And the, um, the code, the private code, is T Cunningham. That's T as in Tom, Cunningham, all one word. It's not case sensitive. And um, people are free to share the code, um, but, but the code will expire in just a little bit. When you take the assessment, you get 15 pages of analytics that describe how the world sees you at your best. And there are seven different ways that you can potentially succeed, seven different ways to break through and communicate. Uh, one is power, which we just talked about with Tom. Tom um, is a, a natural leader. He has a strong point of view. He understands how to get in front of the group and get people to move and take action. My primary advantage is passion. That means I connect through warmth and human experience. I speak the language of relationship. Passion personalities love to talk and play. We tend to not be super detail-oriented. We tend to be really great at developing experiences and, and big ideas. Um, both you and I, Tom, share something in common. We both have a secondary innovation advantage, and that innovation is what gives us our creativity. But that's not the only type of advantage. There's also mystique. Mystique is the language of listening. People who score high on mystique have a gift for being able to observe and think things through. They're excellent problem solvers. People with primary alert are great with details. They're, uh, they, they see exactly the course of action that needs to happen. They're great with budgets, schedules, timelines, deadlines. I partner extremely well with people who have primary or secondary alert because, like I said, I'm, I have primary passion, which means I'm good at experiences, I'm good at relationship, but I'm not good at details. And so when I'm hiring, I want to make sure that I'm not replicating myself. I want to optimize myself. So in other words, I don't want to hire somebody who has the same advantages as I do. Otherwise, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have but we won't actually get anything done. Hmm. Whereas if I hire somebody who complements me with a very different set of advantages, and that means together we're going to be stronger than either one of us would be individually. There's also the prestige advantage. Prestige is about higher standards. Prestige personalities are overachievers. They, um, they, they see the goal and they're driven to go after it. 
and so on. Each of these seven advantages adds value in a different way. And once you know how your personality adds value, then you don't have to try to make it up from scratch when you communicate, when you're writing an email or um, introducing yourself to somebody at a party. I love it. And when they go to How the World Sees Us, how the world sees you. How the world sees you. com and enter T Cunningham. The report is comprehensive. There's like videos about each of the archetypes, like the two that you are. There's all kinds of information how to use it, how it can be a pitfall for you, and so the report is really comprehensive. And if I recall correctly, it doesn't take very long to do, does it? No, it's only 28 questions. We, we, we initially had 153 questions to measure how the world sees you. But what we found is that with 20, the same 28 questions gave us the data we needed. So we pared it down. You know, in, in, in a busy and distracted and commoditized world, asking somebody to spend 25 minutes to do a personality assessment isn't quite realistic. So we pared it down. It takes about three minutes. You can do it on your phone. And they'll do it by going to howtofascinate.com slash you, Y-O-U, and the code is T. Cunningham. Nice. Now, knowing the archetypes of your employees can also be important as well, not employees, but colleagues, people you work with, bosses. For a company, knowing everybody's archetypes would be so valuable, wouldn't it be? That way you could have them spending time on the things that make them different. Oh, that's another point. I love how you talk about, let's not try to be better than our competitors. Let's try to be different than our competitors. And knowing the archetypes of the people you work with and your employees can help you identify where you can be different instead of just trying to compete in someone else's ballpark and just be Mm -hmm. better at what they're better at. Yes, beautifully said, Tom. If you try to compete head-to-head with other people, then it just becomes a, a, a hamster wheel. You know, you're just trying to outdo the competition. But if you can find some way, instead of focusing on your strengths, instead of focusing on how you can be better than people, focus on how you can be different. And you don't have to be really different. You just have to have one small but very distinct way of of being different. And when you take the assessment, it describes how you're different than the average population. Are you more detailed? Are you more relationship-oriented? Are you more creative, more influential? And by being able to see where your, your personality is naturally suited to, to contribute to others, then you can just kind of build your career, build your life around what you're already doing right. You know, just do, do more of what you're already doing right and try to eliminate the rest of it. In the same way that I built my career about, around uh, helping people create fascinating communication, and I, um, I, I don't focus on spreadsheets and Excel docs. <laughs> I read in your book where you don't even love doing expense reports. We don't do it. Yeah, yeah. That's a, you know, if, if, if somebody is – my archetype is named the catalyst. The catalyst is primary passion, secondary innovation. Catalysts are great out-of-the-box thinkers. We're energizing, we're social, we're highly engaged, but we tend to be not good at spreadsheets or black-and-white rule systems. And so when we, when we think about our own career, it's a, uh, we, we set ourselves up for failure when we make a big part of our deliverable that we're promising to other people to be something where we have a natural disadvantage. I have a disadvantage when it comes to details. That's why I hire for the alert advantage. And because I have a disadvantage, I realized that in, in my business, I was, I was very unlikely to contribute high value in the area of spreadsheets or expense reports. So I just took that off the table. And now when I work with people, my company does not do spreadsheets. Everything's agreed up. 
be. Um, we 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 don't submit receipts. We if we if we go over, we eat the cost. And, um, and it just makes the relationship so much better because it allows us to focus on what our advantages are. We want to create a, an extraordinary, fascinating interaction and experience for the companies and clients that we work with. We don't want to have our communication back and forth be about missing receipts or, or um, um, timesheets, deadlines. Um, and so when you, when you can hone down what your deliverables are by knowing exactly your sweet spot, that, that place where you can deliver and over-deliver and it feels like a wellspring for you, then your work becomes much less exhausting because you can just do more of what you do naturally best. I love it. I love it. And now you've recently launched a new project called Project Fascinate. And so what is that and how can others discover their fascination advantage other than the fascination advantage report, which, again, mm-hmm. if you go to howtheworldseesyou.com, you're going to get it for free along with the book, which is incredible. Yes. Project Fascination is based on the fact that, uh, based on the last three years of research that we've done with companies, we have found that when people understand what makes them most valuable to their peers, to their to their clients, that they become more valuable, they become more confident, they understand their advantages, it's easier for them to introduce themselves and communicate. But we were only using this research and only applying it for people who could pay for it, people who um, pay $37 a person at our website. And so we decided for a limited time around the celebration of the launch to thank all the people who've been involved with us along the way. We wanted to give them a free code so that they would be able to invite others in, kind of a pay-it-forward idea. So everybody who's listening who takes the Fascination Advantage Assessment with Tom's code will then receive a free assessment that they'll be able to pay forward to somebody else. And that's the spirit of Project Fascination. Wow, that could be so valuable. You could share it with your spouse, with a coworker, with a partner, with your kids maybe even. Uh, wow, I can think of a ton of people that people could share that with. And so what a, a neat way to start a pay-it-forward project for people. Uh, amazing. So as you said, once they go to howtheworldseesyou.com, enter T. Cunningham, when you buy the book, you get the free report. And then not only free report for yourself, now you can share it with other people that are so valuable and lovable and that you care about in your life that you'd like to see do their best. Can I just end with one little question that comes to my mind when I think of you, Sally? You must have an amazing husband. You must have an amazing husband. I read about Ed, and you, it must be hard to combine all the things you do in life. I've seen pictures. You guys do get away and have fun, but it's not every man that could have his wife be a Hall of Fame speaker, a world-renowned, and uh, sometimes that might be uh, not easy, but he seems to do it well. You guys seem to get away enough that you have enough fun on your own, and yet I hear enough about you being a mom as well that you seem to be able to put all those balls in the air and balance them pretty well. Thank you. I, it, keeping the balls in the air can sometimes be hard between work and life and having a career you love and a family you love. But when you understand how to how to communicate and succeed in a way that doesn't take a lot of work, that doesn't feel exhausting, then it doesn't require as much energy to, um, to do something you love and to do that every day all the time. It, there have been other times in my career when I'd, I was trying to be something I wasn't. When I first started trying to be a speaker, um, I thought I had this idea of what a speaker should be, 
And I tried to follow that model and tried to force fit myself into a mold. I tried to be authoritative and and dignified and respected Mm -hmm. until I realized, you know, not only is that not really the core of me, but I'm kind of, I'm hiding my message by camouflaging, by by masquerading as somebody that I'm not. I didn't get the best results and I I, I didn't enjoy it and I, I didn't have a great fee. But then when I realized that I could... I could I could hone who I am in a way that could customize and and authentically focus on what I naturally do. That's when my career started becoming much more fun, much easier, and gave me a lot more flexibility in order to be with my kids more. Can it help in a marriage as well to know your uh, fascination advantage? <laughs> oh, definitely. So I recommend take the take the assessment and then have somebody who know that you know really well like a significant other have them do the assessment and then watch each other's videos because in the in the report I'll describe how you add value how the world sees you how you're most likely to have a personality pitfall and when you watch each other's videos a lot of times people have this epiphany they get this big smile on their face and oh that's why you do that thing you do so it's it, it one might say it could be good marriage therapy <laughs> I love it. And so let's remind everyone again, howtheworldseesyou.com. And this is before the book is launched. It's launched in mm-hmm. July. So you can get like a free report. You can share the report along with getting the book. And my goodness, uh, it doesn't take long to do. What do you say? Less than five minutes. Uh, so people, do it now, howtheworldseesyou.com. Take advantage of all those free reports and pay it forward to the ones you love and find out what makes them tick and what makes them valuable to the world and help them accomplish that. Thanks so much for your time today, Sally. This has really been an honor. I took time to do this while on vacation because I was so excited. I'm such a big fan of yours. And as you can tell from some of the things I mentioned during the interview, I've already read most of your book. Oh, Tom, thank you so much. You got a special advanced copy. It's an, it's an unproofed galley, and I was yeah. thrilled to be able to share that with you. Thank you so much. Have yourself an amazing day, and I look forward to when the book does launch, and I'm going to make sure everyone I look at sideways until then buys the book. <laughs> oh, that's so great, Tom. Thank you. Have an amazing day.